Welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. If you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you are here. And on this podcast, we talk about, we have so many things we talk about, but faith, finances, marriage, mindset, parenting, you name it. We just are having conversations and kind of entering a space where we are talking about how to tweak little things. Like how do we start thinking a little bit differently, doing something a little bit differently, um, making a little bit of a different choice. And ultimately we really believe that over time, these little changes are going to add up. So a lot of times now though, I am talking about finances. If you've been with me for a while, um, that's kind of been what I've been transitioning into because it's just something I'm really passionate about. Um, and if you don't know our story, uh, back, I think episode 19 shares our financial story, but let's hop into the topic for today because I actually just made a post or a story on this on Instagram and got a lot of feedback, um, about it just in general. And it's this, can I have my Starbucks or my Chipotle or my, you know, I don't know, you freaking name it, Target, Amazon Prime. Uh, can I still get my little girl clothes? <laughs> That's your obsession, you know, to go shopping for whatever it is, like whatever your thing is, can I still have that and get out of debt? Can I still have my Starbucks and get out of debt? Here's the thing. So many people um, don't want to get on a budget, number one. Number two, they don't even want to start the journey to get out of debt because they think it is just full of deprivation. But the problem is, you guys, is that deprivation rarely leads to long-term results. And I'll say that again. Deprivation rarely leads to long-term results. So I am a financial coach. People come to me and they're typically nervous because it's an area, you know, finances that they might be insecure in. And all of a sudden, when you bring accountability into that world, you're like, oh God, <laughs> what is she going to make me do? Right. And it's just like, breathe, take a, take a deep breath because I genuinely believe I am deprivation is not going to get us anywhere. Right. And so here's the thing. What I really want us to do is I want us to prepare, whether we're working together or not, or you're listening to this or any of my financial content and you're kind of doing your own thing. What I want you to do is prepare and not panic, right? I need you to be prepared for what is coming down the road financially. And I need you to prepare for that because I don't want you panicking as things come, like you're, you know, getting freaking, what's the word? thrown around by a freaking wave. And it just is like wave over wave over wave. And you're just drowning financially speaking. And so what I need is for everyone to take a deep breath. I need everyone to like look out, not looking out to, you know, this Friday's paycheck, but looking out three months from now, I coach in 90 day cycles. And I think that's a really, really powerful number in your finances. And if you don't know what's happening 90 days out in your finances, I really would challenge you to figure that out. And here's why I work in 90 day cycles, because 90 days out is long enough out that you can really start to see some momentum, right? You should see the progress that my clients make in a 90 day cycle. I mean, it's unreal, but it's still a short amount of a short enough amount of time that it, we can actually predict what's going to happen, right? What is, what month are we in? March, March, April, May, June. Okay. In June, I have a decent idea of like what's going to be happening within my family. We do swim team. It's the summertime. My kids are home. You know what I mean? Like I know that I'm not trying to budget all the way far out to like next winter, 
and Christmas time because that's nine months from now. That is so far gone <laughs> or like so far in the future that like I could sit and spend two hours planning, you know, what we're going to do for the remainder of 2022. But like the truth is, is that anything out further than 90 days is kind of a freaking guess and don't waste your time on it. I'm not saying you shouldn't have like a, you know, little bit of an idea of what's coming down the pipe then. But for the most part, 90 days is what I need you to be looking out for. And so that could look like, I'm kind of getting on a tangent here, but this is important. That could look like um, having a spreadsheet of like the different months, okay? And you saying, all right, what's coming up in April? We got two birthdays. We have, um, you know, I don't know, we're getting together with friends three times and my kids, you know, baseball fees are due, great. What's happening in May? Well, there's Mother's Day. Mother's Day in May? I think so. You know, Mother's Day is in May. I got one other birthday and, um, you know, I don't, whatever else. And then in June, it's Father's Day. Okay. Even if that's like a $20 gift, whatever. Father's Day is in June and we're going on a weekend getaway. Okay. So now you know these things. So that way you don't show up in April like, oh, it's my kid's birthday again. Crap. I need $100 for all of the pizza and the presents and all the things. Right. And so, it's just not something that surprises you when you are able to look ahead and see what's happening every single month, okay? So put down all the birthdays, put down the Mother's Day and the Thanksgiving and the Halloween and the Easter and the, you know what I mean? All these things that you might just spend like 50 bucks with you got a million kids like I do on, you know, Easter bunny baskets or whatever. So we just kind of have to be thinking ahead so that we can plan and we're not just being in reaction mode all the time. Because a lot of times we think <laughs> that it's like, oh no, this, this expense is coming up. But again, your kid's birthday is the same month every single year and your Father's Day and Mother's Day and Christmas and Easter and all these things are the same time every year. It, the problem is we just don't look up to see that they're like coming, right? Um, because we're just living in this day-to-day -day mentality financially. So plan for 90 days out. Even if you're not fully planning, at least look to see like what is coming. Like I said, birthday parties, holidays, that kind of thing. Um, and so if we get back to, you know, can I have a Starbucks and still get out of debt? Yes. Okay. So the whole point of this, you guys, I don't want you to be afraid to like manage your finances and prep for your finances so that you're not panicking. I don't want you to feel like you need to deprive yourself so that therefore you're like, I'm not even going to step into figuring out my finances because I want my freaking coffee or I want, you know, my Chipotle or I really love shopping for like, I love all my kids to be matching and I don't want to give that up. And so there's so many things that we love and we're like holding on so tightly to that. But here's the thing. If if you were a client of mine or just like take this on as your own, if you like it, I love it. Okay. If you like it, I love it. There are so many things that my clients will bring to me and say, um, you know, they'll have in their budget line. And sometimes I'm like, um, what is this? <laughs> what is this piece? You know? And they're like, Oh, I just, this is my, you know, whatever. It's kind of like your guilty pleasure or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, okay. You know? And then I work around that. Now, listen, if you come to me and you are in a hot mess, financially speaking, and you get, you know, a $6 Starbucks, um, 25 times a month, then yeah, I'm going to say, okay, let's, let's take that down. Let's do it. Like, you know, let's, let's go from five days a week to two to three days a week. And then ultimately let's go down to like one day a week. Because here's the thing is that 
if you're doing it every freaking day, then it's really not special. It's just a habit. It's not a really special thing. It's just a habit. And you can break that habit, especially if your thing, whether it be your Starbucks or your Chipotle or, you know, your little girl's clothes or whatever it might be. If your thing is really kind of going against your financial dreams for your life, you really need to like make sure it's in check. And, but you need to also give it to yourself. I will never as a coach say, cut it all out. (laughs) I mean, unless you're like, you know, in the whole thousand dollars a month, I mean, then, then some serious changes have to be made. But typically if you love it, let's make room for it. If it is a priority to you, even if it's quote unquote, like frivolous, you like it. I love it. I'll find a place for it. Now that might mean something else has to like get cut or something, whatever, but like, I will figure it out. I had a girl, um, who we were, you know, she was pretty tight on her budget and all these different things. And we were working together. She was doing great, but she had, she voxed me at one point and was like, gosh, I just, I'm struggling. Like I, I love to shop online and I feel like I know that I shouldn't. And it's really frustrating to me because I, we don't have a budget for certain things or whatever. Um, and I just keep going online and I'm shopping and I'm adding all these things to cart. And then I eventually talk myself out of it and I just walk away. And she's like, and I just feel so defeated because I'm like, gosh, I'm just, I'm a freaking adult and I need to get my finances in order. Like, why am I still struggling with this? I know that I can't do this. And as a coach, I like took a second because part of me was like, yeah, quit adding things to cart. (laughs) We got to get this under control, you know? But instead I'm like, okay, but tell me what's in your cart. Like, what are you struggling with? Is it clothes? Is it food? I mean, you know, like, I don't know. I don't even know. Food probably wasn't the right answer. But is it shoes? Is it, um, you know, decor? Like, is it random stuff? Like, what is it? What is in your cart? And then she replied and said, it's all home decor. (laughs) We've been in this house for a year and we have not had the money or we've not like done anything to really make it our home. And it's our first home. And it just drives me nuts because I want my home to feel like a home. And I just wish we had the money for that. And we don't. And I know. And da, 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 da. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Of course. Of course you want to decorate your home and make your home feel homey. So let's take a beat for a second. And I can't give you $300 a month for home decor. That's not you. That's not in the plans. There's no way. However, we can do 20 bucks a month. Okay. And that's not crazy, but that'll get you a gallon of paint or two you know what I mean? To paint a bathroom and that'll get some stuff from either, you know, Hobby Lobby, 50% off decor, whatever, to get some decor stuff so you can like redo a bathroom. And, and here's the thing. Here's why that is so powerful. That is powerful because when you are like being pulled into something, like she said, she's always got, she's always online shopping for that. She always has something added to cart. She's always, always, always. You are human You do not have enough willpower, (laughs) no one does, to just totally deprive yourself of something that you're like, that you freaking want, okay? And so by giving her a little bit, it really gave her a ton because it almost released that pressure. Like, okay, well, and then it was exciting. Okay, I'll plan to, you know, $20 this month is going to get the paint. The $20 next month is going to get, you know, new wood rack. I don't freaking know. Point being. You can start small 
even if you don't have a ton of room in your budget, depriving yourself of your thing is going to be an issue. So let's talk about this thing. When when I say thing, I mean the thing that you just freaking can't live without or you feel like you can't live without, right? You're, you're, again, I keep going back to Starbucks or Chipotle or whatever it is that you're like, oh, this is just my thing. Getting my nails done, that's a big one. Uh, Getting your hair done, you know, all of these different things. My lashes, lashes are huge, y'all. You know, and it's like, you don't want to give up that thing because it's your thing. And and who who told you that you were going to have to give up that thing when you decided to get your finances in order? Who told you that? Because that's an assumption that you're making and it's almost, and I'll just like uh, coaching here, okay? It's, it's almost an excuse for you not to come face to face with where you are financially because you don't want to give up X, Y, or Z. But nobody said you would have to give that up. No one. Now, if you eventually look at your finances and you come face to face with your numbers, there are probably going to be some hard decisions that you have to make and you have to prioritize, which that's a whole different conversation for another episode. But it doesn't mean that you have to give up your thing. Now, listen, if you're in a jacked up financial situation, you can't have 15 things. You can't have the Starbucks and the Chipotle and the nails and the lashes and the this and the that and that if you're like in a hot mess financially, okay? So what we want to do is we want to we want to name your thing, number one, freaking name it. And when I put this poll out on my Instagram stories, the majority was was eating out for you guys. Um, you guys did your your thing that where all your money went was eating out, which I get. Um, Justin and I back, oh gosh, this was 10 years ago or something. We were living in a constant date night because we were married and we didn't have kids and whatever. So whatever, it was a season. However, we would not go to like a McDonald's or whatever else. We would do like a Red Robin and an Applebee's and a, like a nice sit down, nice <laughs> Applebee's, um, sit down restaurant. And we knew we were spending money. But I remember one day I was like, I wanted, I think it was like mint.com where we went and we, we saw, we connected our bank accounts and we spent like $1,800 one month on food, y'all, like eating out. That didn't include groceries. a month. Again, if you held a gun to my head and said, did you spend $1,800 a month on fast food this month? I would have absolutely said no because it doesn't feel like that. But when you do a $50 dinner and then get a drink and then whatever, do you know what I mean? We swipe and then we, we don't realize. And so the thing is, is that Justin and I would never be able to give up going out to eat because that is like our thing. That is our thing. And so we would just have to ratchet that back, which makes it special, right? We need to get out of the habit of always going to do that and then make it special, a date night special or whatever it might be. So name your thing. (laughs) It's not going to get taken away, um, but you might have to put it back in check a little bit, which again, makes it special. And then it's your thing again. And the other thing is it can also break a habit. I talked about this, I think on social media as well. And I used to go and drop my kids off at preschool and then I would come home without kids and I would pass a Chick-fil-A on my way home every day. And every day I would freaking go through that Chick-fil-A line and get some chicken minis and, you know, a cherry Coke and whatever, like for breakfast. And I would go home and I would eat hot food for once because I have a million little kids. And I did that all the time. And it was only like eight bucks, eight, nine bucks. I don't know. So it didn't feel like a lot, but that's $40 a week times four. Do you know what I mean? That's $160 a month 
that's over a thousand dollars a year I'm spending on Chick-fil-A y'all. <laughs> now I didn't do it for the full year, but the point was, is that like, that was a habit. Drop my kids off, get Chick-fil-A, go home. Drop my kids off, get Chick-fil-A and go home. Now I loved it. And I realized like, wow, this is not, <laughs> this is not good. So then I changed it to Chick-fil-A on Fridays. Drop my kids off. I get to enjoy Chick-fil-A on Fridays. And then I get to come home. I don't take it away. Deprivation rarely leads to long-term results, right? But I make it, I put it in check and I put some parameters around it. Um, so as we kind of wrap up this episode, if you are in a place where you know that your finances need some work, they need some kind of something, right? The first thing that you have to do is make a decision that you want it to change. There's a difference between being curious and kind of knowing that your finances aren't where they need to be and being serious of like, I'm freaking done with this. I'm done with the stress. I'm done with the guilt. I'm done with all of whatever, right? And we all kind of hit this point, especially if you're in a mess financially like we used to be. You kind of hit a point where you're like, I'm freaking done. What do I need to do? You know? And so once you get there, step one is coming face to face with your numbers. And so many people do not want to do this because they're like, Ugh, it's going to be so much worse. Like I don't want to deal with the reality of where we are, but listen, we all have to do that at some point. And either you're going to do it now and you're going to make that choice to do it come hell or high water. I'm going to figure out where we are financially, or you're going to be forced to do it down the road because you cannot drift into a good financial situation. You cannot drift out of debt. You cannot drift into wealth. Absolutely not 100%. So what needs to happen, we need to like take a big breath, stare at ourselves in the mirror. Maybe not. That's weird. I'm just saying and say it like now is when I am going to do this. I'm going to freaking pour myself a good run through your freaking Starbucks, grab your Chipotle, go get your nails done, whatever your thing is that you love, go do that. And then sit down with your computer spreadsheet, whatever the heck you want to use, a piece, a notebook paper like I did, um, and just say, all right, here's our income. Here's our monthly debt. Here's what our loans that we owe. Here are all of the things. And then that is either going to be better than you thought it was, or it's going to be worse, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because whether it's better than you thought it was, or it's worse than you thought it was, you now have a starting line and you've brought it into the light and you can start moving forward, right? And here's, here's the last two things that I'm going to say, and I'll wrap this episode up. Number one, you don't know what is going to happen in the next three to six months. And, uh, typically I'm fairly optimistic person, but let's just be real for a second. I had a client who, um, was working with me to get out of debt. Actually one, the one that we were talking about earlier and she and her husband were working overtime. They were behind in bills. Um, like by two months, they were behind. They had no savings. We worked together for a while, a um, couple months. And then she was caught up with her bills. They had a savings. They were working to pay things off. And they are fairly young, like young 30s. And um, her husband got diagnosed with MS. And she's given me permission to share this. But um, they had no idea. They had no idea that was coming. Do you know what I mean? Like we started working together, I think in August or something. And in December, like around Christmas time is when he got diagnosed and all of a sudden he couldn't work overtime, but you know what? It didn't freaking matter because they were caught up on their bills and they had a savings. 
he couldn't always go into work every single day. And sometimes she had to take off work to help him on really bad flare-up days. But it didn't matter because in August, right, five months, four months before then, they decided to get their finances together. And so that is where it is, it's kind of one of those things where you have to be real with yourself that like, I hope and pray that everything for everyone is great and good and health is there and there and all the things are good. And I, and no one needs to live in fear, but we do need to be prepared that we don't know what tomorrow holds. And so the last thing that we want to do when some kind of, if hopefully not tragedy hits, um, you know, disability hits, whatever it might be to also be in a financial, like horrible place financially horrible place. So if you are blessed to have like a great situation going on right now and everything just seems to be going great, take this time to get your finances in order. So God forbid something happen within your family in six months or whatever, this is not an added stress. The last thing that I will say, typically if we're a financial mess, Our parents may have been a financial mess or maybe they never talked about money or, you know, whatever else. And so you feel kind of like, oh, I can't, I don't know what to do. I was never taught this. I'm just kind of winging it. Um, You got to figure it out. And there are people like me who coach people, you know, and and there's a ton of free financial advice. I mean, you can Google, you can watch YouTube videos. Uh, I have a bunch of financial episodes on here for free. Now, I think paid coaching is important for someone who like really needs, you know, help out. However, there are tons of free stuff also out there, financially speaking. And here's the sobering thing that I felt that really kicked myself into gear is that if you don't figure it out, if you do not figure this money thing out, your children are going to have to do it on their own terms. If you do not do the hard work now, to look at your finances, to figure out and do the heavy lifting. How do I get out of debt? How do I say no to myself? How do I delay this gratification or, you know, do delayed gratification? How, how, how do I do this? Let me read. Let me invest in a coach. Let me, um, you know, invest my time into videos. Let me just trial and error. Let me just do this hard thing and figure it out. If you don't do that, your children are going to have to. If you don't do that, your children are going to have to. Because when you are figuring it out, that is automatically going to overflow to your children. Even if you don't know what the heck to say, I don't know how to teach you about finances, chick, dude, you know, whatever (laughs) boy, girl that you have, like, I don't know how to teach you because I'm learning this. But you know what, you guys, this was my exact situation. My mom did not have a great financial situation. Um, well, while we were growing up, even while I was like into my teenage years, that's when they started to get their finances together. And so, you know what, as a young 20 year old, I didn't know what the heck I was doing with my money. We just were like up in our lifestyle and upping our income. Like it, we were dumb. We had this negative net worth. We had a lot of debt. We thought we were doing like the next right thing, get a house, get nice cars, like whatever. Right. And then my mom sat me down as a 20 something year old. I was not six. And she said, listen, I did not know this while you were growing up. So you need to sit your butt down and let me teach it to you now. Okay. (laughs) And then she mentored me, you know, through my twenties, 
So don't feel like if your kids are not, you know, two and you're not doing the give, save, spin jars that you've jacked them up, you haven't. But the prerequisite of teaching your kids how to do this is that you have to do it. You can't guide someone on a path that you haven't gone on. You can't. And so you have to do it. And if you don't learn it, your kids aren't going to learn it. And I, and I, I genuinely intend for that to be like positive pressure that might, if it stresses you out, I'm sorry, take a minute, (laughs) take a minute to think about that. Right. But there's a lot of resources out there. I am out here. Feel free to DM me at, I have two Instagrams now y'all. I've got my legacy through motherhood, which is all things podcast. And then I have another, um, Instagram account that I just opened. Uh, and it's called, it's just at your financial BFF Steph on Instagram and that's straight finances stuff. So if you want to DM me there, have a question, please, please, please do it. And I will answer you. I'll probably bring it back on the podcast. Um, I might make a post real, whatever it is, just to answer your questions. Um, I, I do do my coaching that you guys know about. Um, for the most part, there is a whole episode. I'll link it in show notes that, uh, talks about what my coaching entails, what it looks like, what to expect, that kind of thing. I also do, which I don't do a ton of, but I do do our, I keep saying do do. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Whatever. Um, they are one hour coaching calls. So that is different. If you don't feel like you necessarily need a full 90 day, like intensive one-on-one coaching, but you do feel like you want somebody to like look at your numbers and your finances and like, just give me some feedback for an hour. So you can technically, um, do that and schedule one of those with me. And what that would look like very quickly is that you would fill out that same sheet, all your numbers, what's your income, what's your loans look like, all your debt. What is, what is it? And then I will take time to like really look over your specific financial situation. And then you'll send me some questions um, that you have or like, you know, what should I do with this? What order should I, what should I focus on paying off? Like, what do I, whatever, whatever your question is, doesn't matter. Um, Whatever that is, then you'll just send that to me beforehand. Let me prep a little bit for you. And then we can either hop on a Zoom meeting where we are face-to-face and I will answer those and we can just have a conversation back and forth. Um, we can do just a phone call if you don't really want to do video. And we can also do Voxer, which is more like a walkie-talkie app back and forth. And then ultimately you will get the recording if it's a Zoom um, and then some like notes from me to just kind of like say, hey, this is kind of the order of things that you're going to work through. So Okay, guys, I have not hopped on this podcast for a little while. So um, I hope that this was very helpful for you. And I just want to reiterate, number one, deprivation rarely leads to long-term results. So do not feel like you're going to have to give up every single thing you love to get on a budget and get your finances under control. I want you to be prepared so that you're not panicking in the future. We do not know what the future holds. Uh, We hope that it's all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. But if it isn't, finances need to not be an issue. Okay. And that is within your control. Um, if you like it, I love it. If you love your thing, do your thing. But if you need to be in check with it a little bit, because it's going against your financial goals and dreams, put it in check, make it special, put some parameters around it. Like I said, Chick-fil-A on Fridays or, you know, Starbucks on Mondays or whatever it might be, do that. Um, and then also just a reminder that, I don't know, this is some quote, but perfection is not the path to success. You ain't going to do it perfectly. I did not do it perfectly. My mother did not do it perfectly, but here we are right? Here I am building wealth, uh, not in debt, doing the dang thing. I'll tell you what, we messed up a thousand times and it is what it is. And you're going to mess up and it's fine. It's fine. You are a human 
living, breathing person. And so many times I feel like people will get frustrated because I will make you a beautiful spreadsheet if we do our one-to-one, um, the 90-day coaching, and I'll, I'll do a 90-day budget for you that is like fits your life perfectly. That's kind of my superpower. But when people like when something doesn't go perfectly on that spreadsheet, people get frustrated because it's like, oh, I finally got my savings built up and then my tire is flat. Like this is why I don't freaking budget because every time I try to do something, something like this happens. My, you know, my I need a new tire or my washer and dryer went out or whatever. Like this is annoying. But here's my response to that. It is because you are still kicking. Like life is going to happen. This is a blessing. This is a good thing. You are still getting up in the morning and that is why, and you're driving to work and you're freaking, that's why your tire's flat. If you were dead, your tire being flat would not matter, right? It would not matter. And so the fact that we even have problems is almost a blessing in and of itself. And the fact that you have now a savings to pay for it, for it and it doesn't cut into paying your bills, that is also a blessing. So we are going to start a budget and I will tell you, man, that is when resistance happens. And I genuinely feel like once you try to get your finances under control, because I believe that debt is one of the main ways that Satan tries to cut Western Christians off at their knees, because you can't freaking do anything. You can't do anything. You can't help anyone. It's like you're just so consumed in financial issues that you can't look up and look out and serve where I genuinely feel like our hearts and minds are meant to be. And so the second that you start to get your finances in order, I swear it's like flat tire, broken fridge, you know, my kid just broke his arm, like whatever it is. It's like anything that can happen to make you stop getting your finances in order is going to freaking happen. And it happens all the time and it's frustrating. And that's why so many people stop. But I want to encourage you to push on and push through because this can be such a huge blessing to your family, to your children, and to your children's children. So, all right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I look forward to helping you find your grit while completely covering you in grace.